Today on Bold Steps Weekend with Mark Job, we'll see that answering the bigger calls in your life requires you to obey in the small things. He's giving you a passion, but that passion does not mean you drop everything and pursue it. You keep that passion in your life. You learn with what God has given you. God will raise you up in the future at the right time. But God will not take you to the next level if you're not faithful with what God has placed in your plate right now. Welcome to Bold Steps Weekend with Mark Job. Mark is the senior pastor of New Life Community Church in Chicago and president of Moody Bible Institute. How many times have you done something seemingly insignificant and learned later that because of your action, you changed the life of someone else? Well, today, as we continue our study on passion, we're going to be looking at 1 Samuel chapter 16. God told Samuel to go to Bethlehem, a seemingly insignificant place, but as Mark will explain today, that act came with far-reaching consequences. And likewise, when we obey God in the small things, they often turn into big things. This message is part of our series called Rise, Live Your Best Life Yet. And to start our lesson today, here's Mark Job. My friend's father was a shepherd. He was not a very educated fellow and he kind of always smelled like sheep, and it was a dirty job. In fact, most of the people in the village kind of looked down at him because of this job, and David was that. He was a young shepherd boy taking care of the sheep. But here's the thing. I know that regardless of what your your current job is or your current education level is, here's what I know. Every single person in this auditorium, you have a call of God on your life. And when you begin to discover that call, and when you begin to understand that call, it will stir a new passion inside of you for the things of God and the purposes of God. You see, I run into people sometimes that they they just think that pastors and missionaries are called. But I want you to understand that every believer in Jesus Christ is called. You are called. In fact, why don't you turn to the person beside you and say, you're called. You say, well, I don't know what I'm called to. I didn't say you had to know what you're called to, but you're called. You have a calling of God in your life. In fact, the day that Jesus Christ came into your life, he called you to be a disciple of his. And so you have a calling to give your life over to him. You have a calling to to follow him, to pursue him, to take up your cross, to make him the center of your life. That's the primary calling on your life. But apart from that calling, you are also called for a purpose and for a task. God has wired you, engineered you, empowered you, and he has placed a passion inside of you for those things that he has called you to. I talk, I run into people all the time when I'm traveling. I like to, I meet a lot of new people and engage in conversation at the airport or on a plane or wherever I'm at. And one of the questions I like to ask myself is, what is this person passionate about? So it's kind of like a little game. I start talking to that person. I know that everybody is passionate about something. Give me five to ten minutes in a conversation with someone. I usually figure out what they're passionate about. It's sort of easy. You just start talking about things and people are sort of polite and, yeah, talking, engaging in conversation. 
But then when you get close to what they're passionate about, or maybe they'll bring it up, suddenly their eyes light up, their posture changes, their voice raises, you see they're engaged, suddenly now you've hit on something that they, they think about, they're passionate about. I was talking to a guy not too long ago, and he was just kind of polite conversation. I could tell he wasn't into politics. I could tell he wasn't into, but you know what? I mentioned we, we got into soccer, and suddenly, soccer. He was from England. He started talking soccer. He knew all the names, all the stats, all the, can you believe this? And he was like really into it. I found his passion. Other people I'd be talking to and suddenly talk about business and making money and boom, suddenly they're into it. Man, I did this investment and this, what about this? And, and they're really into it. Some people it's music or art or it's a lot of different things. But people are passionate about things. God has wired you to be passionate about something. There are things inside of you that stir up your passion. And here's the thing. That's a God-given thing. The point is that God has created you as a being to be passionate. And God wants to stir up your passion in the right direction. God wants to stir up your passion. And your passion is tied into your call. And when you begin to discover your call... The purpose of God in your life, it is something that you will be passionate about. It'll stir up your heart. It'll make your heart beat a little faster. It'll cause you to engage. You'll want to talk about it because it's important to you, because it's something that stirs your passion. David was just a shepherd boy, but when the Holy Spirit came upon him with power, suddenly... There is a new sense of calling upon his life. There's a new sense of I know what my life is all about. There's a sense of power upon his life and a new sense of passion on his life. And you'll see that uh, in the verses to come that he begins to respond with great conviction, great power about the things God has called him to. Second thing I want you to understand about, about David is that spiritual passion stays on course through our obedience in the small ventures of life. You see, sometimes we think that we have a call in our life, and if we're called to something, we might as well drop everything else and just jump into whatever we're called to. But do you realize that when David was called, he was anointed as king. He said, you're going to be the next king of Israel. He got up, and you know what he did? He went right back to taking care of his few sheep. Wait, wait, wait a second. I thought you were king. Now, now, why are you going to take care of your sheep when you're called to be king? You see, here's the thing. That although you may have a calling on your life, the way you maintain your spiritual passion is that the time for your calling may not be right now. In fact, what God expects you to do is to be obedient and trustworthy with whatever he's put in your plate right now. Amen. Do you understand that? That David didn't say, oh, now that I'm king, forget those little sheep. Man, I'm a king. <laughs> and I, I'm bigger than this. I'm going to do better things. I, I don't care about those sheep. Dad can take care of them because I, I'm going to be king. Hey, where's the crown? I need a couple servants to boss around. No, 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 no. David had this anointing and power on his life to need, lead a nation, but he didn't leave what he was doing to jump in to be king. 
he continued, he went right back to the sheep. And although he was anointed to be king, he started with that anointing to be king, he started taking care of sheep. You know why? Because oftentimes there's a period of waiting between our call and the time that we actually step into our call. It's called the waiting room or the preparation room. Let me tell you something about the preparation room. It's not wasted time. God is forging your character, transforming who you are in the waiting room. You know what David did while he was shepherding those sheep? He killed a lion. He also killed a bear. You know what God was preparing him for? God was preparing him to kill a Goliath. He took care of sheep and led them. You know what God was preparing him for? To lead a nation and people. He had to practice on sheep somewhere. You see, it wasn't a wasted time. God was preparing him for his future. And I believe that if David would have abdicated his responsibility of taking care of those sheep, that David would not have been ready for the bigger call of God upon his life. That David would have failed. Some of you, God has a call on your life, but you know what? You, you sense that stirring in your heart to do something, and maybe you're here and... and uh, you know, maybe you're a, uh, an artist and you feel like God's going to use your art to really uh, show forth for his glory. And you look at me and say, yeah, I'm an artist. But guess what? Right now, I'm stuck at home taking care of a two-year-old. You know what I do? Google Gaga stuff, ch you know, chase them around, uh, try to clean up after them, take them to playtime, talk baby language. I mean, I got a call in my life and I'm taking care of a two-year-old. So I'm just going to get a nanny to raise my kids so I can throw myself into changing the world through art. <laughs> Wrong answer. First of all, being a parent to a child is a huge call. Huge. That you're shaping the direction of a child's future and life, and that's a huge responsibility. Secondly, that's your stage in life right now. So do it well. In fact, God is going to teach you a lot through raising a two-year-old. He's going to teach you a lot about himself, a lot about patience, a lot about your own sinful nature. He's going to teach you a lot about patience. You're going to learn a lot through this stage. So you don't just sort of abandon your two-year-old and throw yourself into your career. You say, I'm going to be faithful with the stage of life that I'm in. I have a couple of kids that's where I'm at. I'm going to be faithful with what God has called me to. I'm going to take it seriously. I'm going to pour into this. And then God is preparing my heart and getting me ready for the next stage of life. You're listening to Bold Steps Weekend with Mark Job, And today's lesson is the second part of a message called Passion. We'll continue in a moment, but we just want to remind you that if you missed part one, or if you'd like to access more teachings from Mark, you'll find them online at boldstepsweekend.org. You can even have these lessons downloaded automatically to your phone or mobile device by subscribing to the Bold Steps Weekend podcast. Just open up your podcast app and search for Bold Steps Weekend with Dr. Mark Job. And there's also a special one-minute feature that you can easily hear anytime, no matter what your schedule looks like, by subscribing to the Bold Steps Minute. 
Add this convenient 60-second Bible teaching to your podcast lineup and get your daily dose of encouragement and wisdom right where you are at any time of the day. Again, that's the Bold Steps Minute, and you can learn more by visiting boldstepsminute.org. And then if you'd like to access the special new video content coming out exclusively on the Bold Steps YouTube channel, be sure to subscribe on YouTube as well by searching for Bold Steps Radio on YouTube. Let's go back to Mark's message now about David and Saul. Again, the message is entitled, Passion. Listen, some of you are single here today, and you feel like you have a burden and a call on your life to be married. You want to be parents, and you, you, you want to have a family, and you feel like that's a burden of your heart. And you may say, why don't I have that person? Why isn't God bringing me a mate? And why isn't God opening up the doors and bringing me someone to marry? Let me tell you this. Maybe God right now is forming your character. And maybe it is God's will for you to get married, but if you, he were to bring a partner to your life right now, your character's not formed and you would just blow it. You would mess up a good thing. So maybe God is just saying, wait. I don't want to wait. No, wait. Start by taking care of the dog. You know, maybe you just need to learn how to love a dog and feed him. Oh, pastor, I want to, no, I want to, no, no, no. Start slow. God is forming you. God is preparing you. He's giving you a passion, but that passion does not mean you drop everything and pursue it. You, stay, you keep that passion in your life by being faithful to God right now in whatever He's placed in your, in your hands before you. You pursue what God has placed before you. Put in your plate. You're faithful what God has given you. You learn with what God has given you. you. God has entrusted you with this. And listen, God will raise you up in the future at the right time. But God will not take you to the next level if you're not faithful with what God has placed in your plate right now. Amen? But don't tell me God's called you to go preach the gospel to, 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 to Mexico. And, and, and when I say, well, what about your wife? Well, she doesn't want to come. <laughs> I'm just going to pursue God. I'm going to leave my family. But no, don't tell me that story. No, you take care of your family. God's never going to call you without calling your wife to. You go as a family. That's your responsibility. You're faithful what God has called you to. You are responsible with what He has entrusted into your hands right now, and God will open up the doors further. Third thing I say, write this down, I see in this passage, is that God-given passion increases as we step closer to the center of our calling. Notice that David is anointed and called, goes back to tending sheep, back to the flock. And in verse, in chapter 17, as he's back there taking care of a few sheep, there's a major national crisis that starts to brew between the Philistine nation and the Israeli nation. The Bible tells us that the Israelis, uh, the, the Philistines came out against the Israeli army in a huge, big array. And all of David's brothers were drafted into the military service. But David stayed back because he was the youngest taking care of the sheep. And it tells us in this passage that this fellow by the name of Goliath, who was a champion fighter, 
This guy was big, by the way. He, he wasn't a little guy. He was nine feet tall, over nine feet tall. And not just like a long, big, skinny guy, nine feet tall. This guy was a built, muscle-bound, nine-foot warrior that sent terror through people. And I want you to understand that uh, God will lead you and take you to the center of what will stir up your passion if you're obedient to Him. Uh, notice what happens. Uh, it tells us that in verse 20 of chapter 17, that David's father uh, told David he was taking care of the, the sheep to take an ephah of roasted grain and these ten loaves of bread for your brothers and hurry to their camp. So they needed extra food, take it to their camp, along with this cheese to the commander of the unit, see how your brothers are and bring me back some assurance that they're doing well. So he basically sends him as a messenger boy and a lunch boy to his brothers who were doing the real battle. And he sends them out there, and it tells us in verse 20 that early in the morning, David left his flock with the shepherd, loaded up and set out as Jesse had directed. When he reached the camp, as the army was going out to the battle position, shouting the war cry, Israel and the Philistines were drawing up their lines facing each other. David left his things with the keeper of the supplies, ran to the battle lines and greeted his brothers. As he was talking to them, Goliath, the Philistine champion from Gath, stepped out from his lines and shouted his usual defiance. And David heard it. When Israel saw the man, they all ran from him in great fear, but not David. You see, it's interesting to me that God orchestrated the timing so that David would leave his sheep and he took him all the way from his faithful responsibility all the way to the battle and timed it just right so that when David arrived, Goliath came out and started shouting just at the right time. And as Goliath began to shout out defiance against Israel and defiance of the living God, everybody else started running and trembling in fear. But something different happened to David. David didn't shudder in fear. He wasn't awestruck by the size of the giant, so to speak. In fact, something opposite happened inside of David. Something stirred inside of David. A courage, a strength, a divine boldness. A boldness that says, who is this guy that would defy the armies of the living God? Who is this man that speaks about our God this way? Who does he think he is that he can speak to the chosen people of God and the God Almighty of the universe that way. There's something in David that rose up to the challenge. Why? Because he had a call. You see, my father became a believer when he was 18 years old. And he had been quite a character. He had not been a church-going guy. In fact, he was into cars and motorcycles. He was into brawls. He was a leader. He had been his class president and in high school, but he, was, he, was, he liked to drag race with his cars, got in fist fights with people, kind of a tough guy, had nothing to do with Christianity, wanted to have fun, but 18 years old, God got a hold of his life in a youth meeting, 
And actually, God got a hold of my mother's life in the same youth meeting. They didn't even know each other at that time. But the later on, they found out it was at the same meeting that they both came to Christ. And when God got a hold of his life, he started feeling this call. I want to follow God with all my heart. And in his mind, following God meant that he was going to go wherever it took to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. And he went to his girlfriend and he told her, I'm going to follow Jesus Christ. I think God's called me into ministry. And she said, well, God hasn't called me into ministry. You can go alone. So, he, he, so she left him. And in order to go to school, to go to Bible college, he had, actually had to sell his car. I think he cried more over his car than over his girlfriend, but he sold his car. He went there and there was a passion inside of him to go preach the gospel. He wanted to go preach the gospel to the tribal groups in the jungles of Ecuador. So he signed up to go there. The mission board that he signed up had nothing in Ecuador, so he ended up in the mountains of Chile, married my mom, ended up in the mountains in, in Chile, uh, riding horseback to these little villages up in the mountains, dirt floors, witch doctors, people had never heard, never opened a Bible, uh, speaking to them about Jesus. I was six months old when they left there. You see, all of his friends around him were saying, you're crazy. You don't speak Spanish. You're a big white guy. You've never even gone to Canada. But you see, here's the thing. When we have a passion in our heart and a call on our life, what other people run from, we run too. You understand it? It stirs up a courage and a boldness. This is Bold Steps Weekend, and you're listening to pastor, author, and Moody Bible Institute president, Mark Job. We'll continue this message next time, so make plans to join us for part three next week. And you can learn more about Mark and this ministry when you visit us at boldstepsweekend.org. Well, Mark, we are honored to have a very special guest in the studio today. And I have to say, I'm a big fan of him and his wife. I am too. You know, some people you meet... You've read their books, and you're a little bit dis disappointed after you meet them. <laughs> it was the absolute opposite when I met uh, Dr. Gary Chapman and his wife. I walked away the first time I met him thinking, that is the most genuine, pastoral couple that I have met. And so I walked away thinking, this is the real thing. And so thank you for... Uh, just being real and um, just impacting so many people. This is a special time that we're celebrating here. Many of you, many of our listeners have read the five love languages, but uh, we're celebrating a pretty big milestone these days. Can you tell us what it is, Dr. Chapman? It's the 30th anniversary of the release <laughs> of the five love languages. The original book, huh? <laughs> which is now sold, they tell me, over 20 million copies, wow. Wow. which absolutely blows my mind, wow. you know, what God has done with that book. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, and growing out of that book, of course, there's a lot of children. That's what I call them, children of that book. Yeah. Like, you know, how does this love language work with blended families and, you know, special needs kids and all those? But also, people kept asking me, what's God's love language? Mm. And I read through the whole Bible, God speaks all five fluently. <laughs> so I wrote a book called God Speaks Your Love Language. <laughs> I love that. And, and tell me the heart of the book. Basically, what I'm doing is just looking at conversion experiences in the Bible and in church history and contemporary 
and seeing a parallel between people's love language and the way God spoke to them. Mm. Like Saul on the road to Damascus, I think his language was physical touch because yeah. <laughs> that's what God did for him, <laughs> got his that. attention. So yeah, that's, um, so I'm looking at that. And also, once we become believers, we tend to express our love to God in our love language. Mm. So if words is our language, then we're giving God words of praise and thanksgiving and so forth. That's why people are different in their ways they express love to God. Well, Mark, it's such an honor to offer this book to our listeners, God Speaks Your Love Language. And we'd like to send you this Bold Step gift today when you give a gift of any amount to support Bold Steps Weekend. Just go online to boldstepsweekend.org to make your donation or send your financial gift in the mail by writing to us at Bold Steps Weekend, 820 North LaSalle Boulevard, Chicago, Illinois, 60610. Once again, that's Bold Steps Weekend, 820 North LaSalle Boulevard, Chicago, Illinois, 60610. If it's easier or more convenient, you can also give and request the book by calling 866-535-5580. That's 866-535-5580. And when you commit to becoming a bold partner today by giving a financial gift of $30 or more each month, we'll send you a link for 50% off any book, CD, DVD, or Bible study in the entire Moody Publishers catalog. Sign up today at boldstepsweekend.org. On our website, you can also sign up for Mark's free weekly email devotional called The Bold Stepper Weekly and get even more personalized content from Mark sent directly to your email inbox. Again, just go online to boldstepsweekend.org and we can't wait to hear from you. Well, that's our time. I'm Wayne Shepherd, inviting you to join us next week for the third and final part of our three-part message on passion. We'll be learning how God's bigger call in your life requires you to be obedient with the small things. So be listening next time to Bold Steps Weekend with Mark Joe. Bold Steps Weekend is a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute.